Welcome to this episode of Planting Seeds. I'm Keith Jones, the preaching minister of Calera Church of Christ, and I've prepared a short message from Scripture that's intended to be the planting of a seed that, if cultivated, will in time produce fruit in the lives of the listeners. Now, let's get started. Shine upon you and be gracious and give you peace. So far in our study of James, we've seen that choosing life means choosing wisdom and humility that leads us to a wholeness that comes from God's Word. Because of this, we should be eager to hear what God has to say. In this episode, we'll be looking at James chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. And in this section, James seems to be telling us that the most important thing that we can do as we look to practice God's Word is to make sure that we're very careful how we treat other people. So if you have a Bible with you, follow along while I read. My brothers, show no partiality as you hold faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory. For if a man wearing a gold ring and fine clothes comes into your assembly and a poor man in shabby clothing also comes in. And if you pay attention to the one who wears the fine clothing and say, you sit here in a good place, while you say to the poor man, you stand over there or sit down at my feet. Have you not made distinctions among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my beloved brothers, has not God chosen those who are poor in the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom, which he has promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor man. Are not the rich the ones who oppress you and the ones who drag you into court? Are they not the ones who blaspheme the honorable name by which you were called? If you really fulfill the royal law according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing well. But if you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as a transgressor. For everyone who keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not commit murder. If you do not commit adultery but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of the law. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Here, James is telling us that if we want to make sure that we are treating people appropriately, we have to decide if we're going to walk by sight or are we going to trust Jesus to lead us to a better way or to walk by faith. In the very first verse that we read, James lets us know that showing favoritism or partiality to one group of people over another is not compatible with faith in Jesus. Showing favoritism or having a bias toward one group over another, is walking by sight because we tend to prefer the attractive over the ugly, uh, those who are helpful over the needy, those who have value to us over those who are worthless to us. But James says when we're showing favoritism or we have a bias toward one group or another, we are judges with evil motives. 
We are making distinctions between people based on what we see and what we think is pleasing or helpful to us, rather than letting God make those decisions and treating everyone as a creation of God that bears his image. James uses the illustration of a rich man and a poor man showing up to a church service at the same time. And because of the appearance of one and the perceived power and prestige of the rich person, giving them favor or a special place of honor, while the poor person is relegated to the standing room only section or to sit on the floor instead of having a seat. When we read James's example, I think most of us think that we would never be guilty of that kind of thing. But what James lets us know in his letter and what we find out from practical experience is that treating people the way God wants us to takes wisdom and humility. James has already told his readers to pray for wisdom. You'll need it to get through your different struggles and trials and the different opportunities that God presents to be able to discern exactly what God wants you to do in those circumstances to make the most of them. The wisdom that we need in these cases is very often to be made aware of our own unconscious biases. When we read the story here, we assume we would never do that. But if we're honest with ourselves, there are groups of people that we prefer to be around, and we may treat them differently than other groups. We may make judgments based on someone's appearance about how likely they are to conform to our ideas of what's right and wrong, about what's good and bad, whether or not they're going to be able to provide any value to us and our experience, or if they're going to be a drain on our resources. It takes a measure of wisdom to be able to look at ourselves and know when we have an unconscious bias that needs to be dealt with. But then when those biases are revealed, we must have the humility to change our behavior so that we're treating all people with honor. We're treating all people as image bearers of God. James asked his readers, why would you treat rich people as if they were more special in any way than the poor people? Especially since God has made them rich in faith and made them heirs of the kingdom. Why would you dishonor a person like that? And give honor to people who continue to oppress poor people, that drag them into court, that actually blaspheme by mistreating the poor. James asked, why would you follow after those who are wealthy by earthly standards and not follow the king and his royal law, which says that we should love our neighbor as ourselves? Following those rich folks and dishonoring the poor That's blaspheming God and the name that he's put on his children. Blasphemy is defined as irreverent behavior toward God or sacred things. Every person that God has created is sacred. A soul that he has set apart for his purposes. A soul that he wants to rescue and save from the troubles of this world and prepare them for an eternity with him. When we don't value the life of certain people, or we value the lives of some people more than others, we are behaving irreverently toward God and his creation. Blasphemy also means to assume for oneself the rights and qualities of God. Judging who is worthy of the kingdom is God's job. 
when we make those choices about who we allow into our assemblies, when we make those decisions about who we'll associate with and who we're unwilling to associate with, we're putting ourselves in the place of God. God asks us to show kindness to everyone, including our enemies. Yes, there are times we have to set healthy boundaries so that people cannot continue in their sin against us and others. But it never gives us an excuse not to treat those people as human beings who are created in the image of God. James says this is a sin just as much as any other sin. He tells his readers that if you know God doesn't want you to commit adultery or commit murder, and you only do one of those, you've still been displeasing to God. You've still missed the mark. You've still sinned against God. So James makes the point in this section of chapter 2 that if we're going to hold the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, we must love our neighbor as ourselves. Even if we do everything else that Jesus wants and we fall short in that regard, we're not hanging on to faith. We instead are walking by sight and making our choices based on what we see rather than the things that Jesus has shown us and told us. But I think also implied in what James is saying is that since transgressing God's will in any way makes us transgressors or sinners, and we are all in need of God's saving grace, there's really no reason to treat one person better than another. We're all in the same boat. And James says, for this reason, we should speak and act as people who are being judged by the law of liberty, the law that set us free from sin. The same mercy that was extended to us, we should be willing to extend to others. And it shouldn't matter what the skin color is, what the ethnic origin is, what the economic level is of the person that we're talking about. It doesn't matter whether or not we think they deserve anything or not. God has called us to show mercy to those that need mercy, to relieve the affliction of the afflicted. When we see opportunities to be helpful, we should be willing to be helpful. If those people deserve that or were able to pay us back in some way for it, it wouldn't be mercy. Unfortunately, too often we try to excuse ourselves from showing mercy by minimizing the affliction of others or saying that they brought it on themselves. James lets us know those are dangerous attitudes to have and that we should always be willing to show mercies to others, not by sheer force of will and make ourselves do things that we hate, but to have a genuine compassion for others so that we're eager to show mercy to those who need it just as much as we do. Thank you for listening. You can find more of these messages on our website, calirachurchofchrist.org, or subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Twitter.